When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holding pocket. It's time now for the chipping forecast, issued by Folding Pocket on behalf of Andrew Cotter, Eddie Pepperell, and special guest Ian Carter. Hello there, and welcome to bonus edition. A bonus edition of the Chipping Forecast, actually, whether you want to have it or not, it's here. Um, Ian messaged me and said, do we need to do an emergency pod? And I I didn't know what had occurred, so I didn't know Monty had started a TikTok account or something. Paul Casey had staged a, a coup in Nicaragua. What a strange coup that would be. Probably <laughs> successful. You don't mess with PC, a fit PC in particular. But no. A fit PC taking over. Oh, imagine. <laughs> His luxuriant hair. Oh, everyone would look up to him in Nicaragua, some sort of uh, military genius strategist. But no, it's the news that we suspected would come, in particular after hearing from him on the pod recently that Luke Donald has been named captain again of a European Ryder uh, Cup team. Repeat, repeat captain, Ian, which, you know, I mean, there hasn't been a repeat captain since Bernard Gallagher in, in 95. That's right. I mean, it used yeah. to be standard procedure, didn't it? Jacqueline and John Jacobs and Eric Brown, diaries, but... I think since it became, there were so many successful players and big figures, and also because it was quite a lucrative thing as well to become European Ryder Cup captain, so much money involved that it became a, well, you get to do it once and then it gets handed on to somebody else. It's a curious thing, isn't it? Because I think that many times the Ryder Cup captaincy is given to someone because they are the best person for the job. But there is another aspect to it that if you're a legend of European golf, then you should be given the job and you might not be the best person for it. And that it's that balance that always needs to be struck. And of course, the success that was generated initially under Tony Jacklin, who is the only European skipper who has won on both sides of the Atlantic still to this day, and then following on with Bernard Gallagher, okay, lost his first two matches, but then had that epic win at Oak Hill. And that, in a sense, you know, spawned a generation that created this unprecedented period of European success, which created its own heroes, which meant that basically there's been a production line of European captains who satisfy either best person for the job or we really should give it give it to them. And now we've reached a point where there aren't so many people on the list because big names have gone to live and Europe have discovered a captain in Luke Donald who is the best qualified to do what has become the hardest thing in golf almost, which is to win an away Ryder Cup match. So it makes perfect sense. Do you know who ticked one of those boxes? Certainly those both boxes that you mentioned, but never got never got a shot. Never got a shot at it, Sandy. Yeah. Sandy. I mean, it would have been entertaining. He, I don't think. I think he's quite a hard political animal that you have to be as well. Um, or not? Though. 
Yeah, his press conferences would have been interesting, but he, what a great, one of the big five who didn't get uh, the captaincy. Yeah, I feel sorry for him as well because, you know, you know Woosnam, Langer, yeah. Faldo, you know, all of these guys, Seve, they all got their crack at it. And and I think it was a real shame uh, that, but it was just the way that it fell yeah. really. And, you know, when 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 Colin Montgomery got the, the captaincy in for 2010, he went into the meeting to argue for Sandy yeah. Lyle. And it was Henrik Stenson who sat there and said, no, we need to win this. We've had a bad defeat under Nick Faldo two years earlier. We need Colin Montgomery to do the job. And so he was deemed the best person yeah. for the job. Yeah, Sandy would have been a figurehead captain, but he, but I, I would love to have seen him as captain because he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it for what he had done as a, as a player. And uh, some people say, well, you need a, a strategist. I'm not sure. I, I think sometimes you do need to give it to one of the greats of the game. Anyway, so uh, well, it could have been a left field choice of Sandy Lyle this time, but uh, no, Luke Donald's <laughs> to him. I mean, Luke Donald did it so well, but you mentioned that... Um, the, the the sudden exodus. So if you look at um, uh, Stenson, Westwood, Poulter, Garcia, McDowell, and Adluke Donald, that would have been 12 years taken care of, and they all would have got a captaincy. And then in 12 years' time, players like McElroy are probably moving to that side of things. So it, it really was kind of laid out. Um, it, it was pretty clear who was going to be captain. It all, all changed. And so you say, well, who else? Now, and I suppose the main name that would leap out would be Justin Rose. Mm. Now, he would be 45 in two years' time, so I presume he's thinking, I'd like to try for another one as a player. Then below Justin, you maybe you're thinking of um, Stephen Gallagher or, or the Molinaris are kind of moving towards that. But again, they're... You know, they're not the figure figures that the aforementioned lived parties are in the game. So it's uh, it's a little bit by accident as much as by design but then you saw the way he captained in Rome and Luke Donald was just perfect yeah he he was brilliant and the irony is that he might well have been in a different world the guy to miss out albeit a former world number one played in four Ryder Cups won all four of them two of them away from home he was a candidate when Henrik Stenson was initially appointed for the match that's just been played. And then, of course, we know that Stenson joined the likes of Westwood, Garcia, Poulter and McDowell on live. And that has created a that massive gap, which Donald has, you know, initially fell into. But I, th I think from the moment that he was handed the, the, the job, which was only 14 months before the match, well, that the way that he did it, the way that he... Uh, went about his business. I think we all, all suddenly realised that this was a, a leader of real substance. And I, you know, we talked a lot, didn't we, in the week in in Rome about just how impressive he was in in leading the team, saying the right things at the right time. I, the, one of the things that I loved was, uh, you know, reading about it subsequently when it all kicked off with McElroy in the car park, and he's sitting in the team room wondering. Um, how the captain's going to re react to that when he gets in the team room. And Donald comes in and says, I so-and-so loved it. And, you know, that was a captain who really caught the mood, really knew how to motivate the players on so many different levels and players of different levels of, of status as well. I, he did a brilliant job. Well, enough of us rambling on about him. You spoke to the man himself, so let's uh, hear from the new captain, the new captain, the repeat captain, Luke Donald. Lifting that trophy on Sunday was very gratifying, very humbling for me uh, to hear that the players wanted me to return. So 
you know, I heard from, uh, you know, had some talks with Guy and, and the guys at Ryder Cup Europe, you know, a few weeks later about possibly doing it again. So, again, I didn't want to rush into any decision. It was I kind of not new, but I had a feeling that I didn't want to let the guys down after they were so supportive of me trying to do it again. But uh, it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we really sat down and had some chats with my family and my wife and, and decided that uh, this was a great opportunity. And one that we we uh, we just couldn't pass up. Yeah, how easy a decision was it to make, and what were the the issues at play, if you like, that you had to weigh up? Well, it's it's a full time job. I mean, you know, it's uh, a lot that goes into it, a lot of planning, a lot of preparation. It's a lot of time away from my family, so I had to really talk to them a little bit about the sacrifices. I do feel like you know my kids are at the right age. You know, my oldest daughter Ellie will be fifteen uh, by the time Beth Page comes around. So. I'll still have a few years after that to spend some time with her before she goes to college and and my two younger ones, obviously, a few more years. But um, yeah, it's it's a huge sacrifice, but a a great opportunity as well. I think the challenge um, and the the thought that, you know, I could potentially create some history as as the only the second European uh, Ryder Cup captain to go back to back uh, winning uh, is is very enticing to me. I think I've always love those challenges and um, this is what uh, kind of motivates me and and it was a big part of the decision. It is a huge challenge, isn't it? And I think Rory McIlroy almost set the agenda by saying that it's almost the holy grail now for a Ryder Cup player to win an away match. Why is it so hard to win away from home, do you think? It, uh, the crowd support behind you is is a big deal. Um, certainly something I talked about to the guys leading up to Rome. You know, you have to feed off their energy. And certainly uh, in, in Bethpage, that energy is going to be directed uh, more towards the U.S. You know, they're going to carry them along. So, you know, our, our job is obviously to quiet the crowd as much as possible by playing some great golf. But, um, yeah, I think in all sports, it's, it's just it's more difficult to win away because you do feed off that energy, you know, and I think uh, that coupled with, you know, the U.S. team will have control of the golf course and they can set it up uh, to give them slight advantages through, through statistics of, of how their players are playing. Um, you know, those little things uh, do mount up. It's always the little things that uh, in the end can can make a difference. It is a different job spec, isn't it, to be an away captain? It is. Um, you have a little bit less control. Maybe uh, the amount of work and planning uh, is probably not quite as uh, as much. And obviously, the second time round, I'll obviously be able to glean off a lot of the experiences I had uh, in 2023. But winning away is, is difficult. I've done it a couple of times as a player, which is fun. But it's it's a different mentality. It's a different challenge. And, uh, you know, I'll have to adjust and come up with different approaches because of it. So it's not just uh, copy paste uh, what we did in 2023. There'll be certainly some new things that we'll have to uh, kind of uh, think about for putting into this uh, Ryder Cup uh, captaincy job. Who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of years, but you did have a a relatively young team in Italy. So it's reasonable to assume that there will be several players from that who are going to be in your team when you get to uh, New York. So that sense of continuity, I would have thought, is potentially very valuable. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'd love to have all 12 guys be there again. Uh, Who who knows? uh, That's unlikely to happen. We all know that there's always upcoming talent that's going to fill some some of those roles. But I think we had a great mixture of some experienced players and, and some yeah, up-and-coming young talent. We, we've seen how well they've done even after the Ryder Cup. Uh, and that was very uh, you know gratifying to see how well they did. You know, I think Ryder Cups can be 
a real you know momentum shifter for some of these guys they they learn a lot they understand that they can their game stands up to the you know the ultimate test of, of pressure and scrutiny and um you know lovely it was you know it's just great to see uh, ludwig and nikolai go on to win big events uh, on the same day so you know those things uh, are, are great as a captain you know they uh, they make me feel very good that uh, we had a great 12 man team that that got the job done and and these guys are going on from strength to strength in their own careers will you want six wild cards again will you tinker with the qualifying process as well given that so many more of the european players are going to be the leading ones plying their trade in in america that's that's all up for consideration i would imagine yeah again those are those are the sorts of, that i'll start be having um you know over these next uh, few weeks and months i think uh, that will certainly be the priority is to really have a deep dive we've had a lot of feedback already from 2023 and, and talking to the players and seeing what could have been better what could have you know what what was done well and uh, we'll learn from that but uh, in terms of the qualification yeah it'll have to be a little bit of a deep dive and to figure out what's the best way to do it to give us the best opportunity for success again who do you think you'll be up against i mean there's been a lot of talk of tiger woods leading america for the for this one he distanced himself a bit yesterday but would you fancy taking on tiger well again we don't know yet um obviously we'll cross that bridge when it comes I, i'd be happy to go up against anyone but um you know if it's tiger great if it's someone else great uh, my job right now is to concentrate on my plans and and uh, getting getting my team uh, and the qualification and all that kind of stuff uh, in place so we can uh, hopefully have a great chance to create some more history in uh, in new york that's the big driving factor isn't it for for you to emulate tony jacklin in winning a a match at home and away from home it's it's such a rare feat yeah history is super important it was it was certainly a big part of my messaging to the team you know it's their time now to create some history and and sort of pass on their inspiration to future players that are going to do it you know and and to leave the crest in a better spot than where they found it and um you know again I, I obviously have some some opportunities to create my own history as a captain uh, to be only the second person to go back to back winning uh, which is motivating for me but uh you know again where there's a lot of uh, pieces to put into the puzzle uh, before that can happen. And just one final, final thought, just given the state of flux around men's professional golf right now, do you have any fears for the Ryder Cup as part of the equation going forward for, for the game, which obviously none of us really know what, what shape it's going to take? I think we saw how how um, popular the Ryder Cup was in Rome, the numbers, uh, the viewerships, people tuning in. You know, people love the Ryder Cup. It's a great rivalry between two, two uh, you know, a continent and a, and a nation, and um, it has so much history. Uh, I just, uh, I think it's what uh, truly represents what golf is all about. So uh, there's no way the Ryder Cup uh, will go away. I think this is bigger than than everything that's ha- that's happening in our sport, and. Um, you know, I think the the fans and the players really love it because of that. Well said. Thank you very much indeed, Luke. Many congratulations. Cheers. Thanks, Ian. So there we are. I, I think you can hear it, just how, how comfortable he feels with the job that, Andrew, there are going to be so many challenges to face in, in the short mm. term, the medium term, and then in the long term. Uh, long term, obviously, trying to win away from home, trying to silence those Beth Page crowds, which is going to be a, a massive issue as well. In the nearer term, he's got to work out what the qualifying um, scenario is going to be. He had six wildcard picks 
last time as we've just been discussing there. And I thought it was interesting that he said, I'm going to take a deep dive on that. Does he have six wildcard picks? And how does he take account of the fact that all these European tour players are heading off to America now? You know, do you do you go off the world points list? Do you go uh, almost exclusively? Or what role does the European points list have to play mm. now? That's something he's going to have to weigh up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 12 picks. Just goes 12 straight picks. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, but all we know... That's what Monty always said well, he wanted. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I understand the reasons for not having that, but uh, there are good arguments for having just 12 straight picks and let the captain uh, let the captain make those hard choices. And hard choices of assistant captain because you know Eddie Pepperell is going to be uh, driving his buggy around, the captain's buggy around. Mm-hmm. Um, people would love to see that. Anyway, we uh, we hope that Eddie genuinely, and it's you know it sounds because we talk in frivolous terms about golf sometimes with Eddie, but we know that uh, he's got serious um, serious ambitions still in golf, and uh, he could, you know as in twenty eighteen he could get close again. So the the thing is though, as you talk about it, going over to Bethpage and playing there. I think Luke Donald would love the the challenge of that. It's so, so difficult. But also, we don't know that it's going to be Tiger Woods, but it might well be Tiger Woods at Bethpage. And I I just think that Ryder Cup is going to be enormous. It will. And we know it's going to be very, very hostile. And you heard it there with Luke saying how driven he is by the prospect of trying to make history. That's what he's looking to do um, and succeed. Tony Jacqueline is the only other European captain to win in America as well as in in Europe and that you know if you think if he if he manages to do that along with four winning appearances out of four as a player a couple as a vice captain only one of them uh, in defeat when he assisted Pordrick Harrington and then you throw in the fact that he was world number 1 for a year that's a heck of a career isn't it that and yeah. that really elevates him I think, amongst the, the British golfing greats. Is it generally being uh, received in a positive way? I, I, I've sort of I've retired from Twitter, so I don't, I mi- I'll miss some things now. But in terms of new, do, is it, I can't think there'd be many people who'd be saying this is, this is a scandal. Why is Luke Donald doing it? I think it would be largely positive, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the players were chanting two more years, two more years at the presentation. They want Luke Donald to, to carry on. They'll be happy with that. And I don't think there's anyone. I don't think you'll hear a single dissenting voice on on this. I think it was a, it was an obvious uh, choice, and it'd be fascinating to see if he comes up against against Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. won't it? Um, you know, and and you know, little opportunity here for us to reflect also yeah. on the fact that he's been speaking for the first time in a very very long time ahead of his uh, appearance in the Bahamas. Yeah, what did you what did you make of that? I mean, I, I know we said we've been through this before, but. but you know, and again, you'll it's 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 the time honoured run up to Christmas tradition where you'll see, you know, the PGA Tour was posting videos of him swinging and saying Tiger is uh, on fire emoji, and you know everyone looks at the swing and goes, oh, he's moving well, is he moving well? I don't know. So it's it, there's a there's a, a kind of a fatigue to that in a way, but he was saying that the surgery in his 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 foot, his ankle has been has been. Um, has been successful and he's he's feeling good in that respect and that he is talking fairly confidently about playing more regularly next season. Yes, and that's great to hear, isn't it? He said that there are other areas of pain because other parts of his body are having to take the force that was once going through his ailing foot. But that has um, that has healed, it, w- it would seem. He said that he's intrigued to see how he goes over 72 holes. I thought it was very revealing 
that he's anticipating the prospect of playing kind of a tournament a month through uh, the year next year, starting off um, with the, his own tournament in Los Angeles. I mean, it's the same rhythm every time, but yeah. the prospect that he could potentially play the players, although I'm not sure he'd be eligible for the players. I don't know. He is a former champion. How long does that exemption run for? I, I don't know off the top of my head. But if he didn't play the players, he could play Bay Hill or Memorial or something like that, and then the Masters and and then go through playing in those majors that he remains eligible for. So that's very exciting, I think, for, for golf fans to have him back on the scene because he still really does you know, move the needle to use the oh, it does. cliche. You know, and that was interesting. But also I thought what was really interesting was the the level to which he spoke about the state of the game and the negotiations that are ongoing, saying that the December 31st uh deadline is coming and coming quickly and giving no real hint that he wanted to budge from that, making it very clear that it's the players who hold all the aces now and not Jay Monaghan, and Jay Monaghan knows it. I thought it was... Tiger Woods has never really courted controversy when he's no. when he's spoken publicly, and he wasn't being controversial in that news conference, but he was being a lot more forthright, consistently forthright, than I've heard in an awful lot of Tiger Woods press conferences. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. He moves the needle. People will click. People will watch. I mean, if Tiger... Is he still the needle, though? He is still... He is the needle. We Yes. Will Zalatoris coming back? He's not the needle. Beef Johnson's coming back. He, he nearly is the needle. We love Beef. We got an email about that. We got Yeah, trouble. Mark B emailed us and said, Will Zalatoris gets a mention this week about his return from injury, but nothing on the legend that is Andrew Beef Johnson returning at the South African Open? Question mark. How can this be so, guys? Exclamation mark. We uh, we forgot, but I did know that he was coming back. I didn't realize it was uh, I didn't realize it was this week. Even though he he has a very successful podcast, um, Beef's Golf Club, which he does with John Robbins, the the very funny comedian. So um, although I think they're taking a break on that at the moment because John's touring with his show and Beef's now touring again. But that's great to see because he is genuinely. And we say it about a few players, but you could not meet an, uh, a nicer guy than than Beef. So he's had, um, well, uh, most recently it's his hand. So he had surgery on that. That's he, He's played once in the last two years, once. Um, and he had a shoulder problem before that. But, you know, he still, he was out at Marco Simone at the Ryder Cup and he was doing his podcast from there. And he was, he was, he said he loved it. And it, it just, it, but he, but it, it was just the ultimate drive to get back and be a player. He wanted to be a player at this Ryder Cup and then he got injured. And he says he's really, really targeting the next um, Ryder Cup. But he says that's a long way away and he doesn't want to rush back. The surgeons have said, don't, don't rush back. But he's playing this week and next week in South Africa. He wants to play more before Christmas. And honestly, we, you, you we don't. We by and large don't support players except for our own Eddie Pepperell. But I'll I'll be cheering quietly for for beef. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll I'll echo that as well. Real real gentleman, a real character as well, and someone yeah. that is instantly recognisable. That fans really enjoy watching and seeing do well, and he gives back, doesn't he? That's the great thing. I I, yeah. I always admire golfers who play with a smile on their face and acknowledge the support that they get, and he does that more than probably any other player on the tour. Yeah, and he's into he's into Post Malone as well. Is he? I, I looked I looked up Post Malone. I didn't realize I, I I he he looks like he's <laughs> he does look like he's sort of fallen asleep on a, a very inky newspaper <laughs> and woken up going. Oh. Um, that was so, a very funny message you said. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, but he's, uh, no, I love beef. Good luck, beef. Uh, South African Open, just quickly, and I noticed the course, because Ollie Wilson posted something on Instagram, the gram, mm. of him just hammering a drive. And he can actually shift out there a long way now, Ollie Wilson. But he was really going for this. And he said, I have to work on my distance for this week. Course, 8,300 yards. 8,300 yards. <laughs> and I know it's, I know, yeah, but it's not, it's not as if it's, 5,000 metres up there. It is at altitude and it'll be warm. It's in, in Johannesburg, Blair Athol Golf Club. But 8,300 yards. So um, I think they are. Well, they're doing something at the end of the year, aren't they? They're making an announcement on yeah. golf ball. So Yeah. Well, I think this is something that we we should discuss with Eddie next yeah, week so we wait. On, on, on the pod because I wrote about it. You can see it on my, uh, on my blog on the BBC Sport website. But it looks like the uh, RNA are ready to say what is going to happen with the golf ball. And it looks like it could affect all of us. We could all be rolled back. Good. Right. Well, I'm 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 being rolled back entirely. I think I'm retiring from the game again, Ian, because my no. hips starting to hurt with golf. No, but it's just because I, that's that's why I stopped playing initially. So I'm heading the way. Uh, one one in, one out. Tiger comes back, and I disappear. So, um, but anyway, I'm just going. The sun is sinking, so I'm going. I'm going to try and hit twenty balls and see how it see how it feels. But there we are, retiring yeah, from. Well, I hope it feels feels yeah. good. I had a good chipping session yesterday. I've got to tell good. you. Good. Post on social media. I won't see it. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Um, wheels, wheels. Well done, Luke. Good luck, Eddie. Yes, good That's luck. We good say. luck, Eddie. We're not following you in Short Tracker. I don't think we can in Australia. We don't have Short Tracker there. But uh, good luck, Eddie. Good luck, Beef. Good luck, everyone, in whatever you do. And we'll uh, speak again on Monday or Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. And that completes this edition of The Chipping Forecast. Wishing you a safe and pleasant night. Folding pocket. <laughs>